I came here and they said, go around here to wait in line. And the guy that's at the front of the line says his appointment was at 12. And my appointment is at four. Yeah, so it was like 25 trucks in front of me. And I was like, I told my husband, I said, ironically, I was like, I want to get in here because I don't want to be disturbed by doing this interview. And I don't think I have to worry about that because I'll be here till midnight. I'll be here till midnight and I'm only 20 minutes from the house. How screwed up is that? That was the voice of owner-operator Angelique Tornado Temple. Her Tornado Transport, one truck business based out of Beaverdam, Virginia, and following a two-decade-plus history working as a company driver hauling bulk liquid hazmat, which we'll hear all about today in this edition of Overdrive Radio for December 9th, 2022. I'm Todd Dills, your host as usual, and the reason we happen to be talking to Temple follows her recent induction into the Hall of Fame hosted by Overdrive Radio sponsor, House. Angelique's story will no doubt strike a chord with anyone in the audience who's tried to balance a true love of work out on the road with pursuits back home. Likewise, the frustrations that come with that work well evident in the tale of the long wait to get unloaded owner-operator Temple detailed expecting at the top. What kind of facility are you at? Are you at like a... Um... At McLean. So they're the, um, the food group that delivers like the 7-Elevens. Okay. And stuff. So that's where I am. But I bought this load from New Jersey. That's right. She's not hauling bulk hazmat any longer since going out on her own more than a year ago now. I'm dry, man. Okay. I, I heard the guys telling me, you know, Reefa's good. And I said, huh, I'll see. Because Reefa <laughs> means I'm going to be at every place like this. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. want to do that. I don't want to yeah. do that at all. And this one. Most of them, and for me, like I told the gentleman a few minutes ago, I said, the backup for me is not the issue. Yeah. It's that we're all the way around the corner. They don't have places to park. Like yeah. we're in the facility, but I've never seen where they don't say, well, go up and park and, you know, in between here and here, just have spots where you can park and wait right. for to be called. But this is like a 25 truck line. Yeah. And there's 20 more trucks that are actually parked at the dock. And I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. But what can you do? Are you running uh, with your own authority here? Are you leased with somebody at this point? I'm leased, I'm leased with Cloud Trucks. Regular listeners will recall my talk with reps from Cloud Trucks, as well as owner-operator Jason Hurley, who'd moved to lease there after years with Snyder National. His reasoning was quite similar to what Angelique Temple cited as appealing at the company, which builds itself as a quote-unquote virtual carrier. Its central component of platform connecting brokers and leased owner operators with a large degree of control over all aspects of their businesses. That's why I picked them because I did about three months of research. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, before I picked, because me coming from the tanker side, I left my company at 135000 So you can't tell me just in your number and tell me because I was a senior driver and I was like, no, no, you're not going to take 45, 50, 60, nothing percent from me. I'm not doing that. So yeah, right. that was the biggest deal. But right. I am going to do my own authority. Um, this is I just made my first full year on my own. Um, okay. Even though I've been driving 24 years, but my first full year. Right. So um, this is really good because I wanted to get out here and deal with cloud, and then I'm going to go to you know the other stuff. As you'll hear in today's edition, there's more to those plans, 
with a son among owner-operator Temple's six children planning to get his CDL and join her on the road and in the business. So stay tuned. You'll be hearing from another voice today, too. Uh, hi, I'm Erica House. I'm the Vice President of Business Development at House Products. As most regular listeners well know, we are um, the makers of diesel additives and lubricants for over 100 years. So we have recently opened the House Hall of Fame. Back in 2020, we celebrated our centennial. So as part of that celebration, we wanted to find a way to show our gratitude to the industries that had allowed us to be around for, for 100 years. So we decided to create the House Hall of Fame, which is a digital platform developed to recognize and honor members of the trucking and agricultural industries for their amazing contributions. Um, with the onset of COVID at the time, we decided that it would be best to make the Hall of Fame a virtual environment that can be accessed by anyone, anywhere, at any time at their convenience. Um, so what it is, is it's a 360-degree panoramic experience, which means it allows you to look up, down, and all around from any device and then feel, feel like you're really there. Right. So since its creation, we've actually already done a, one major renovation to it to make it uh, kind of a more engaging experience. We've taken it a step further by creating a virtual reality version. That's pretty cool. And now we're actually in the process of renovating it uh, once again to make it even better. So what, what our goal is is for it to really be just this ultimate place to show our support for the people, places, and things that make up two of the nation's most important industries, which are, which are trucking and farming. So we plan to improve it for years to come and, and hope that it will always be worthy of housing such amazing nominees. For the most recent member of the Hall of Fame, on the day we talked, luck was on owner-operator Angelique Temple's side as she had to break off from the conversation. When she came back, like 15 trucks and she's like going to store 74 and I'm like um okay that's great <laughs> oh yeah so you're not gonna be there until midnight Good. I wouldn't say that <laughs> I've been at the door and sleep I actually went to Connecticut I'm gonna put you down I actually went to Connecticut one time and I've actually uh <laughs> went to the doctor and I slept I woke up and it was 7 30 and they were not done <laughs> I mean, I have my cereal and everything. I have my cereal, my banana, and I'm like, okay. Because after a certain amount of time, I just said in my mind, I'm getting ready to do my break now because there's no need to, you know, there's no yep. need to stress. Yeah. You know, but you can't, you can't bring that into the industry. You can't yep. bring that into the industry. Um, I've actually lost um, my oldest brother to stress recently. He actually passed away in 2019. No, and no. So I just added that to a part of what I mentor about. Because it's easy to tell someone, don't stress, but you have to kind of tell them things that they can do. What well, what can they do? How can they keep things off their mind? When we train ourselves in the truck to say, hey, what uh, when we get in this truck, everything that happens has to stay out of the truck until we get back out of the truck. We'll dive into Angelique Temple's trucking history, her training, mentoring, membership on FMCSA's Driver Advisory Board, and charity work, and so much more, after today's message from Overdrive Radio's sponsor. So keep tuned. Now that winter's here, it's time to prepare yourself for the conditions you will encounter. By adding Howe's Diesel Treat at every fill-up, you can prevent your diesel fuel from gelling in even the coldest temperatures. While it safely removes water, 
adds lubricity, and prevents deposits, the nation's number one anti-gel will help protect your engine and provide you with the added power you crave. Backed by the only no-tow guarantee, Howe's Diesel Treat will keep you rolling no matter what weather comes your way. Learn more at Howe'sProducts.com. Howe's. Tested. Trusted. Guaranteed. That's Howe's. H-O-W-E-S. Howe'sProducts.com. Here's Angelique Tornado Temple. I am Angelique Temple, uh, owner of Tornado Transport, LLC. Um, I am just making my almost 24 years in this industry. I spent the previous 23 years pulling hazmat uh, for companies, and it's always been my dream to have a transportation company, among other things. Um, but I raised six children, um, put two through medical school, and when my last two graduated was when I came out here on my own because it was something that I was going to do, but I wasn't willing to let their livelihood be at risk um, because most of the time I was a single mom. So I wanted to make sure they were good before I came out here. And um, I came out here and I also do women in trucking. So I mentor, um, I do charity work. Um, we're still in the process of getting ready to build one of the largest, if not the largest community centers, because um, my son and I are partners in that, Mr. Gabriel okay. Dufresne. And uh, we just like to give back. We like to do the work and we like to give back. And this is my whole story in a nutshell. I'm born and raised in New York. I wanted to drive trucks since I was 12. <laughs> right. My dad was against it. But because he worked for the New York Times as a supervisor, he had heard so many horror stories from the truck drivers. He was like, no. No, no. So that, that was the big thing. Like, no, you're my only daughter. We're not doing this. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were, I have more brothers. So, yeah, we, we just kind of uh, skipped that to the back of the head. And when I got growing, I was like, OK, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you had brothers that got into trucking, too? No, but I was the only girl with the family. When you when you first got started on the road, how did it um, how did that play out? You know, practically, I guess. How old were you? First, Where were you? What time period was this? You know, that kind of thing. Yes, when I first got started, I was about 22. Okay. Um, so when I first got started, I did start pulling gasoline. Um, actually, it played out very well because when I finished school, um, I took the position at a gasoline company called Oil Transport. So the gentleman there that was in charge, his name was Pete Futrell, and he's actually one that gave me the nickname CB Handle Tornado. Okay. So he was like my dad, because my dad was still in New York at the time. So he was like the first father figure that I met here. And he's passed away now, but yeah, he's the he's the story behind the whole tornado, hence tornado transport. And you know, I've I've been a runner since the beginning. So when he gave me my work and I came back, it was on that day that he was like, Yeah, you've done that fast, I'm gonna pull you tornado. And it's just become <laughs> I have it on every vehicle. Every vehicle I have, all my vehicles that I get, I have a guy that makes a sticker for me, put it right on the windshield. Right. Every vehicle. So, yeah, it's just really, it, it was really great to start off in something that I came out here to do anyways, which right. was hazmat, because that's what I wanted to do. Not right. just drive a truck, but pull hazmat. So, therefore, that was the great part. Um, it was very difficult being a woman out here, though, 
Um, mm-hmm. I only had one other woman in the whole eastern region of Virginia at that time. It was me and another young lady. She's uh, passed away now as well. She was older than me as well. And it was just her and I. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't she the easy. same. Was she had the same company as you? Yes. She actually did a little bit of training with me. And then um, some of the rest was done by the gentlemen that were there. And she was like a sister to me, you know, but like an older sister to me. And she was great with everything that she taught me. So on one side, you have the, the guys teach you how to do everything you need to do as far as trucking and unloading and hooking up the hoses and being safe and being careful. But then you had Johnette who taught you how to do it as a woman, okay. you know, cause we can't lift up, you know, when you're doing gasoline and you're doing vapor recovery, you can't just lift it like a guy and put it up against your chest and push it. That's, that's going to cause for some real pain and later on some health issues. If you okay. don't learn how to position your body and a lot of people don't think that there's a difference and, in trucking, there's not much differences, but in tankers, there is a difference in the way that you have to handle things being a woman so that you can protect your body from, from later on having health issues and injuries and such. That first work hauling gasoline locally and regionally for Virginia-based oil transport left its mark for what would be two decades plus of tanker hauling. That's for the company, though. They shut down years ago, but okay. glad they were shut down when I came along. Talking to owner-operator Angelique Temple, it's 100% clear that she is nothing if not a master of wearing many hats. That's been true from the very beginning of her trucking life. By the time she made the move to Virginia from New York to start trucking, she was already a mother of two. Today, she's a mother of six. My firstborn is getting ready to be 30. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah she's getting yeah. ready to be 30 in March, so yeah. And yeah. they're all grown now. So my babies are 20-year-old twins. Those are my babies. Okay. That's it. I'm on my third marriage now. Um, I had my first two children young. So, of course, I wasn't married then. So my daughter right. was born in 1993. So um, I wasn't married at that time. So still was um, raising her and her brother. And then um, after that, I got married. And then um, I was divorced some years later and then got remarried and then divorce now I'm remarried and I said I'm, if there's no more divorce if you're going to leave just leave it I'm going to tell nobody <laughs> he was like well, I'm not going anywhere so don't worry about it yeah. <laughs> I did oil transport and I actually did I'm going to say a few because it wasn't very long at Pepsi and okay. that was just in between to get some drive van experience so I was actually doing both when the slow season came and I actually broke my arm Oh. at pepsi with one of the dock plates and still was driving like i wrapped it up they didn't catch it so when they put me out and they said well it's just sprained they found out it wasn't just sprained it was actually oh. fractured and it, it grew back the wrong way so oh, no. but i still you know i didn't let them re-break it <laughs> i was like no 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 we're not doing that so i actually just kept on doing what i was doing i just kept on driving i didn't you know i didn't i stopped you know if you're talking about me um, having another child, and I, I stopped and then get back into it. So when the last two were born, I didn't know it was going to be twins, but when they were born, I was like, okay, that's it, because I actually just wanted to have another son because I didn't want my oldest son to be the only boy. That injury, it, it sounds like it didn't uh, limit your, um, well, it didn't limit your, your ability to just do the work. I don't think that I know what that means. Because I've had that happen. I've had uh, broken ribs from pulling tankers and the way the tanks are built with the sides. So I've I've been getting up and 
taping up ribs and I did that for almost a year and, and still never missed a day. I've had a broken thumb um, that I wrapped up and, and had them give me a splint and um, I still was working. I rolled my ankle three times and then they told me if I rolled again, it was gonna break. Um, and that was due to a defect on the sidebox of one of the trucks we were driving, kept going and you, you know, come down. So yeah, I don't think I know what that word means. I don't, yeah. Cause like the, like the older people, the, you know, I don't like to say old folks. So like the older generation used to say, when you come outside and they say, hey, cut this grass and do this. And you say, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, they say, rest when you dead. So I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know that there's anything that could really prohibit me from driving because sure. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna sure. do it. No limit. That's it. Walk me up through to the decision to um, to buy the truck and go uh, lease over to Cloud. That decision was made way before because I knew that I was going to be my own boss. I knew I wanted the company. I knew this is what was my dream. Um, so that wasn't the issue. But um, as far as waiting, like I'm at the company. And I'm full of tankers, but I'm self-dispatched. So I'm dealing with the customers and the shippers. You know, you want it by this time. When can you have it ready? I'll pick it up. I have it here. So this has been my whole career at Atlantic Bulk, which I spent 20 years there. Atlantic Bulk Carriers, where Temple spent the bulk of her career. They were, I mean, that's where everything happened. And when I came, it was, I was the only woman. And then later on, women came and went and, you know, I taught um, like Erica said, I was a certified hazmat trainer and I mentor. I've been mentoring all my life. I still mentor. I met, I mentor with women in trucking, but I also mentor outside of that, yeah. you know? So basically when the kids graduated, I said, before they graduate, I said, I need to get everything together because this is the time now they're going to graduate. And this is the time for me to do what I need to do. So this is when everything came apart. And I knew that I was going to lease on at first, but I didn't want a company. I don't want anybody calling me, telling me where to go, and I don't want people taking so much from me. So when I found out that Cloud Trucks was actually just like digital brokers, that fit into right. exactly what I wanted. Right. So that, I mean, they let me do what I'm going to do, and you have to do everything yourself. So the relationship with the brokers running my company as Tornado Transport, because it's not us working for them, it's actually a, a real business contract that we have in place. That yep. says between them and Tornado Transport, not Angelique Temple. So, yep. and I mean, they've been great. They they have, they support me in everything I do. I'm also on the board for the FMCSA. I'm on the driver panel board for that. I'm yeah. a member of OIDA. I'm a, yeah, I mean, I, I just try to find, I try to find it. If it's out there and I can get in it, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it no matter how long it takes. I'm going to do it. Right. It's that uh, it's a, there's a drive here to, to sort of be involved and kind of, um, be an influence on on you know the people coming up behind you right yes and it is it's necessary it's necessary because a lot of people have their misconceptions about the industry but a lot of people don't have the confidence that they can do it so when you have um people that come up and and women in particular or even guys if they're not having the ego trip where they don't want to talk to the women some some of them do not want to have conversation with us about their future and this career but it's very rewarding if they say, well, I don't know if I can do this. I have a child. I have this. I, have this. I had six. <laughs> you know, right. so this is where I come into being like one of the largest mentors where they call on oh, there, call Angela, call Angela. Like my phone doesn't shut off. 
So I'm like, because I love to do it. And, and as far as the charity work, um, I've always given back, but at this magnitude is, is where it stands that it's more fulfilling. I don't know if more fulfilling is the proper word, but it's just, it's great to be able to do it how I want it, when I want it. You know, I've did the volunteer bus and I'm still available. If, if any church or organization calls me and says, hey, we need this done, we're dealing with children, I will do it. Um, I, like Erica said, I raised and rescued pit bulls for 13 years. So it was my job to make sure they didn't get put down and take them in and get them healthy and get them trained and then get them adopted out. So right. up until this September, I've done that for 13 years and I took a little break and I do raise rabbits because that's my, my, I love rabbits too. So, but I don't, I don't give away my rabbits. I keep them until they die. I'm raising them until the end. But I do organizations for Christmas, Thanksgiving, and anytime during the middle of the year, there's a need. So I had, I had so much trouble finding the same people that I've worked with in the past. And I got so frustrated in a good way, you know, but I got so frustrated. I said, you know what? That's fine. So I actually did it myself this year. I did everything myself. So I called the local Richmond schools, found out that there were some families that needed sponsoring. I took on two of the families um, that needed sponsoring. And I also ordered everything I needed instead of ordering the stuff that the most of the time the charities need. I did it myself. So I ordered it and I had hand warmers, the deodorant, the toothbrush, toothpaste, uh, everything, the washcloths and, and waters. And, and I just made like over 50 some sandwiches and me and my children, Elijah, one of them, and my other one, Asha, which is my 21 year old, they came with me because my husband was working and he was coming home to try to cook for Thanksgiving. And, and I said, that's okay, we gotta get out here early. And we hit the streets. We were out there for over four hours. We hit the streets and I had the bags and we were giving out food. And we, we hit most of the parts of Richmond, we must've hit about three, four different towns inside of Richmond. And that's what we did. A lot of them weren't out when we first got there because a lot of the homeless people out there were staying in the shelter. So the way how Richmond, Virginia does it, they allow them to stay in the shelter during the day, but at night they have to leave. That's what gave me the idea to get the hand warmers and the foot warmers. And I've also yeah. done blankets before. So I'm like, I, we got to do it. So I'm actually getting ready to do, um, the weather's pretty decent, uh, not freezing, even though nobody should be outside, period. But my husband and I actually get ready to do like a three, a three, I don't even want to call them crock pots because they're giant quart pots. And we're actually going to do chili. So we're going to okay. do it back again and we're going to do chili and it's going to be hot. So this is what needs to be done because everybody is not doing what they were doing in the previous years to help. Or if they are helping, they're not helping in a way that I feel that would be satisfactory to me. I've always just wanted to do it at the way that I'm doing it now and then bigger and then bigger okay, and yeah, better yeah. and bigger and better. But I do, um, I had two, three organizations last year. So two needed like a whole Thanksgiving dinner provided for like yeah. 40 people. So did that, donated the food place, everything else they needed. And another organization, he actually was going out and he was feeding the homeless. So did two separate organizations. And the third one, it just wasn't, um, they, they didn't need a lot. So that was right. pretty good. But this year it's like, I didn't see where they were in the same mission mode, if that makes sense. Like you're saying that you're giving, I'm like, okay, so what is, what is the plan this year? If you can't tell me the plan, then I, I back out. If you don't have a plan, I have a plan. And that, that's what we did. So yeah. we're actually actually going to do it again. And then we're going to do Christmas time. And I picked up two families that um, the young lady that works with the um, social department for the, um, one of the Richmond high schools, um, she's going to give me a list of what they need. 
and um and we're just gonna keep on doing what we're doing well, talk about a lot of hats eh most form-fitting among them these days, as any owner-operator hearing this might likely guess, is her tornado transport business, of course. What's it powered by? It is a 2018 Navy Blue International LT625. I picked the truck. I, I've never driven an international for a long time. It's always been Peterbilt, Kenworth, Freightliner. But um, the key to this one was that it has the X-15 Cummins engine in it. And okay. I'm a, a big... Uh, a big buff one, what's under the hood because uh, I don't want to be broke down and then realize I don't even know who makes the engine. So um, they had an extended warranty on this one. So International actually teamed up with Cummings. So I have an extended almost five year warranty on this truck, which is why I bought it as my first truck because it's enough stress to deal with other things. I did not want to deal with the stress of something happening to a truck without a warranty. That's still the factory warranty, or is it? Uh, yes. Man? Okay. Yeah. It's, they, it's just... they extended the factory warranty and put yeah. an extra part because of the engine that's in it. So. Okay. I, I don't have to worry. I mean, sure, you have to pay for certain things, but the the big major things yeah. that would go wrong within the time that you have it uh, should be covered, or if it's not, then work it out and get it done. But for the most part, the truck's been really good to me. But then again, I don't Ricky race and dog my truck out either you know so right, right. you have all the warranties in the world if you're driving it like you're driving a, a motorcycle and yeah that's not gonna work it's not gonna no. work and i actually went to georgia flew out to georgia my husband and i um i got in contact with a guy um his name was mr ray and he um he's in charge of bulldog trucking uh over in georgia by right outside of atlanta that's bulldog truck sales in coming georgia and I spoke to him on the phone and he said, well, I don't know, Miss Temple, because you, I, I mean, if you're just coming out of it, you're just coming in new, I, I don't know. We got to talk a little bit more. And he said, you sound like you know what you're going, but I, I need to, <laughs> he was so sweet to me, but he was firm. And I told him, I said, well, he said, how do you know that you can make the money that you need to make to do what it is you're trying to do, meaning getting on your own and, and you know that you're going to have to pay a percentage? And I explained to him, yeah. It's not going to be not even 10% taken from me. He said, huh, well, you got that down. He says, let's talk about how you know that you're going to make the money with what you're hauling. And he said, are you working now? And I said, absolutely. I said, I'm pulling tankers. And I told him how long I've been in that industry. And he was like, that's amazing. And then he said, well, how do you know you're going to make the money? I said, because I'm getting ready to leave and I'm already above $130,000 and I'm a company driver. This was in September. And the next thing he said to me was, Send your information to my guy. We'll get you straight and you come on out here. <laughs> so he was really good to me. And I, I went, we flew out to Georgia and drove the truck back. And, and we've just been rocking with it ever since. I mean, it's been really great to see um, all the differences with the customers and the shippers and just the different drivers and the people from house and you guys that do the radios and the, the, all the interviews. I mean, it's phenomenal to me because when I first got the, the message and I was like, wait, house did you say house and i was like yeah no i don't inside i was like that they must be talking about somebody else i was like, <laughs> I was like they be talking about me because that i was so honored I, I still am like really in shock and even one of my friends and he said so i saw a picture on the thing and i thought so it was house jesus treatment i said i told you he said i you said house but i didn't know you mean that house and i'm like there's only one house you know, so, <laughs> because it's such it's such shock it's such shock because so, this is my 
normal. So for them to think that is, you know, worthy of inducting me in the Hall of Fame, or even even if they never had a Hall of Fame and they just thought about, hey, let's just call and see who Angelique Temple is. I, that would have been an honor in itself. Just to think that someone thought about me and what I normally do to even ask about or even write about or even talk about. It's 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 really an honor. And so nobody ever t- nobody told you they were gonna they were nominating you at all, huh? They did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. You didn't know at all. That's that's awesome. So it was a total surprise. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's actually one of our favorite parts about the Hall of Fame is that it is open to nominations from other people within the industry because we want to know, you know, who or what inspires you, uh, who's had a great impact on you um, to get to know not just our customers, but everybody in the industry, because there's so many truckers out there doing such fantastic things and, and such amazing work and people deserve to know about them and they deserve to be recognized. So the fact that, you know, anyone in the industry can, can send in a nomination to say, Hey, take a look at this person. You know, it's, it's really exciting for us to, you know, you can't know everybody on your own. It's really exciting for us to get the chance to know some of these great people. Yeah, and it is an open nominations process, right? Like, it's just like, there's not like a nomination period. It's just a kind of, you know, you, you probably get nominations, um, you know, sort of in perpetuity all, all the time. So you're just always kind of carefully considering different uh, folks come in, I guess. Yep, absolutely. You can nominate a deserving owner-operator yourself via houseproducts.com. Navigate to the Hall of Fame page there. Angelique Temple feels she's making strides just more than a year into business, on the way to building a base from which to generate income above the quite good compensation she maintains as a company driver. Keys to success for her include a close focus on load planning for maximum productivity and time efficiency, defeating the Tornado Transport company and it's name. it's just a matter of how you want. And me having the relationship with the brokers that I have, um, it's just, hey, this is where I want to go. And I run kind of different than what I call the average truck driver because it's just the average truck driver does a, a drop off and they might say, okay, I'm dropping off at two or three and tomorrow morning I'll pick up and we'll go somewhere else. And I don't run like that, uh, hence the name Tornado. So I'm dropping off, but I'm looking for that open window. So I do a drop in the pick a day. Yeah. So the same day I'm dropping, I'm picking up and I'm heading out. So this is this is what you know we do. Here's congrats to owner operator Temple on the recognition of her career in trucking and what the future holds for the business. Finally, it's not obvious. Here's Erica Howes with a little bit of a distillation of just why the Hall of Fame team at Howes chose Temple as its latest inductee. We heard about Angelique um, through people that are involved in women in trucking. Okay. Um, and her story really captivated us right away. So. Angelique is safety conscious. She's a fearless driver. She's a determined entrepreneur. She's a selfless humanitarian. So she's just done so many things um, from from making the decision to want to be a truck driver at the, the age of 12 and really following through that in and of itself is, is really a feat to be reckoned with. Um, now driving for over 20 years, she's surpassed 2 million miles with zero incidents, um, which is an amazing amazing feat as well. She was one of the most sought after drivers in her company, um, had taken all her experience to open her own company. But then uh, on top of all of that is just all the things that she does. Uh, she's a certified trainer. She was a mentor. She's a volunteer bus driver. Um, 
she is looking to open the community center with her son. She right. donates to several organizations around the holidays um, with help from her family with that as well. She, she raises pit bulls um, and rabbits. So really, she's just always helping someone, people, animals, anyone, while doing the hard work that she does uh, and while raising six children. So it's just, it's really unbelievable. Erica told the story better than me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Angelique, I know your story to a T. Right. I am very impressed all the time. I talk about you to everyone. Thank you. I, I talk about you guys too, and my son does too. <laughs> every time somebody buys, because he manages the truck stop, so every time somebody buys, he's like, "Yeah, you know, I look on their website. My, my mom is on there. The products work too, but my mom is on there." I'm like, "Lord." <laughs> what? Which son and uh, and what truck stop does he manage? This is my baby boy, so he's one of the twins. His boy and girl twins, so he's my 20 year old, and he manages the nighttime shift at the Pilot Flying J in Ruther Glen, Virginia, which is where I park, which is where we live. So yeah, he, he's he's pretty great. And he's gonna um, go to CDL school because he wants to actually take over my truck and I'll get, and then I'll get another one. Okay. So he's always wanted to be in trucking and he wants okay. to do other things as well, but he wants to open up his own body shop and do auto mechanic and diesel mechanic. So yeah, he has a whole list of dreams and you know, time to do whatever he needs to do because he's young enough for all that. He's young enough. Yeah, what's his name? Elijah Torado. If you run that area in Ruther Glen, tell Elijah Torado we said hi. Thanks to Angelique Temple and Erica Howes for their time. As previously noted, you can check out the Howes Hall of Fame via the houseproducts.com site. Here's a thanks to the company for putting me in touch with Temple and for helping make Overdrive Radio possible. And a big thanks to you for listening. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker songwriter and Overdrive contributor, Long Haul Paul Marhofer. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer, featuring the guitar work of Travis, the snake man himself, Wemmick, Terry Tussox Richardson on bass, keys by Tishmingo Jim Whitehead, and on drums, Andrew Marshall. Podcasts backed up further by Overdrive's own newsletter, Matt Cole, social media coordinator, Holly Young, executive editor, Alex Locke, and intrepid video editors, Lawson Rudisil, Mr. Andrew Glenn. Until next time, keep growing.